Welcome to the November 9th version of the Zooch and Wild podcast. Zooch, how we doing? Doing good, doing good. Excited I'm to doing, talk football. I'm, I'm doing good as well. You know, yesterday, we were going to record yesterday, and I honestly am glad we recorded today. I was tired. I was also pissed because the Nuggets almost gave away a win to the Warriors, and Curry missed a free throw. And I don't know the the Nuggets. Oh, this is basketball, but the the Nuggets are just the most infuriating team. They're like it's it, it's like a college team come to life. Like it is it is Purdue in the NBA, but they win. They just give it to the big guy, and like that's their offense. Like they just give it to Jokic, and he runs it. But no, it's it's going well. Uh, we had another great week of games. We did. It was week. a fantastic weekend of games. Very good games all day. Very specific hat choice this week. Totally unrelated, right? Totally unrelated. Uh, totally but unrelated. Not no we'll, bias at all. No, no bias at all. Well, well, we're we're gonna get into the old miss game and some of those big games later. But at first, you know, we try not to talk about the BSU talk because there are so many outlets for this team already. But the Eric McAllister transfer, I think I, I I'm looking at this through a couple of ways. For the people who are way too deep into like the, the team like me, you kind of the circle that we watch college football with. We knew this was coming. We, we knew that calls were going to come. What's happening. I think is that the casual Bronco nation fan is finally w- woken up to the brutal reality of modern college football. Like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing message boards. It made me so sad. There was this woman and people were posting like Eric McAllister and people were like, well, he should have left. And like, he's a coward and like all this stuff. And like, I, I don't want to get into like any of the opinion. He did what he thought was right. But then this old woman, she just posts like, what is NIL? Can someone tell me like what that means? I'm so confused. And in that moment, that's when my heart dropped. Because so I was like, oh no, they're like, the re- reality is going to hit these people that like, they just like supporting Broncos. And like the reality of the big money finally is hitting a, po- a large portion of Bronco fans. Yeah, and it's one of those things to where now, <clears throat> with the big money, not that schools weren't giving players money before. I mean, obviously, we all know they were. But now, and I don't, I don't know, I, there probably should be some changes to it. I don't look into it enough to know if there's stuff about NIL I don't really like. But yeah, now it's, I mean, and I get, you know, oh, what if, like, these guys from BSU or – wherever smaller schools go to these bigger schools and they don't play as well, like they aren't as dominant. That's not the, like, that's not what they're thinking. Like, obviously the big, like recruits get missed all the time, right? Like Mm -hmm. guys who are end up being really good in college or in the NFL, like they get missed for a a million people play uh, high school football. Mahomes went to Texas Tech. Like that's. Mahomes went to Texas Tech. There's. I mean, there's all kind, like all kinds of them that were ended up being Sauce Gardner is another one. He ended up yeah. in Cincinnati, stuff like that. But if you're a college kid and you start hearing rumors that these other schools want you and they can offer you a decent amount of money, like it truly to them at that, like not complete life changing money, but I would say for a lot of twenty year olds, like six figures is life changing money. Yeah, exactly. Six, six figures to ninety percent of twenty-year-olds would be life-changing money, right? So you can't. I mean, that's for me and the Boise State thing. Like, play the game. You know what the game is now. Figure you have a city that has 
We have Micron. We have Simplot. We have big that's my companies opinion here. On that's what I'm, my opinion. Get, you have to fight, fight fire with fire. Like that's yeah, what, what I'm talking. You can't sit around and be like, woe is me because no one else cares about like they, that's what the game is now is in, like, it's going to be based a lot on NIL and people can say it's not going to last. Like there are people that have a lot of money that it doesn't, they don't even bat an eye about giving a lot of money to a college each year through and i it doesn't i mean like i think i I think people are starting to come around i i do think right now bronco like boise state fans they're split 50 50 there's the 50 percent that is like full in like hey like we have to attack fire with fire like we have to be aggressive and sometimes be scummy we're gonna have to I, i i think i made a point i was talking in a group chat i'm like boise state whether Andy, this also this is kind of writing on the wall of what's probably going to happen in the offseason. Sad or however you feel, this is complete writing on the wall. But when you look at this, I think Boise State, whether it's this coaching staff or the next coaching staff, they have to be aggressive. And in my opinion, almost like a step below Coach Prime aggressive, I think, in the yeah. transfer portal. And yeah. it's, it's, it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to stink in a lot of ways. Because there's going to be a lot of people who are great in this community. There's going to be a lot of players that have people have latched onto because they're good players and they're great in the community and they're they represent the school super well. But you have to get better and you always have to bring in competition. And I'm looking, and besides Ashton Genty at running back, our offensive line in the linebacker position, I don't think there's a position group that's safe from massive transfer portal competition. I'm not saying that, Oh, bring all these guys in and take their jobs, but like bring in competition from the portal fight fire with fire. And let's get this show back on the road going because I'm tired of seeing five wins. It's embarrassing. I mean, four wins. It's embarrassing or five wins. However many they have, it's, 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 it's pathetic. It's not the standard. And I hate the people that go like, hey, like you guys are being so negative. It's like just because I say this is a disappointing season, the team is disappointing me. That doesn't make me a hater. It just right. makes it, it shows that I care. I, I want them to be so good. No, exactly. And we have that's the most frustrating part to me is we have <clears throat> basically facilities and stuff like that that compete with a lot of power five schools we they have, outmatch 80 percent of group of five schools i would say right. they're better than 80 to 85 percent of group of five schools right. are facilities. we have three fields to practice on including an indoor field we have a decade old at most now football complex with the weight room and uh like i don't even know whatever the like a hanging out room i guess with mm-hmm. like a pool table and all that you have the little water things that when you're rehabbing you can like walk in the wall you you have everything you could possibly want as a like truly you could want as a player and it's consistent big crowds consistent big crowds a good fan like a good fan base you have i mean we're playing a team who's two and eight or 
three and whatever they are that New Mexico, they're bottom of the barrel of division one football teams. They would not even be good in FCS. They got a pretty there. weird stadium. Have you seen their stadium? Yeah, they're the football. <laughs> it's in the one that's like, they made it back to back with the track and field stadium. So on one of the sides, it's like the track and field bleachers. And then it like meets up and there's like this little road. And then it's the yeah, football it's, bleachers. It's not great. And they're still, I think we're up to like 32,000 tickets have been sold. So like three, I mean, and that's the low point. Like that's the lowest amount. We fit 36,000, about 32 are out right now. Maybe it'll get a little bit closer. It is a late game and both teams have a losing record. So I completely understand people saying, no, I'm not going to go, you know, and spend my money on that. Like this week, I'll watch it on TV because Mm -hmm. you're not – they're not really playing like they're not playing for much and i know people don't want to hear like you have always have the people who's like support the team no matter what i'll be at the game i'll watch the game after the if it was at the same that is supporting the team people think that supporting the team means you have to go in blind and just be like rah 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 i'm not going to question anything no supporting the team is continuing to pump money continuing to watch games continuing to go to games but when the product is not up to the standard respectfully say this is not up to the standard right and if you want to be can if you want to be taking seriously then you don't just sit around and go all right well three straight years of uh four or more losses because they were 10 and four last year or so mm-hmm. two of the last three have been five losses at least this year we're already at five probably going to be at more than that no mountain west championships this decade which yeah. is like two and only two or so. We're going to be halfway through of, next year. We'll be halfway through the decade with no. Right. And it's like, you're not like you eventually, if you keep doing that, you build yourself into this thing where there is no really getting out of that hole, unless you make a splash hire of a coach who is, I mean, we've seen it happen to programs who have a lot more funding and all that Tennessee, Nebraska, Michigan, was like that for a long time. Florida's in the middle of it right now. You can't just keep lo- – like, other teams aren't going to keep losing. You know, Georgia yeah. fired Mark Richt because he was losing three or four games a year, which is by a lot of teams – yeah, I agree. By a lot of team standards, that's really good. But realistically, 100 of the FBS programs suck every year. Yep. They might have a good year, <laughs> like – Every once in a while, but uh, like there's about, I would say, 30 to 40 programs that you're like, you know what, they're usually pretty good. Goal eligible is the goal. Like that, that is their yeah. like goal. It's just let's get the. I'm gonna end it on this. I don't want to get into like why he left or whatever. I'm just hoping that whoever is the coach in the off season, whether it be Andy or the next staff, can minimize the damage. Because if they can rally together, the team, and minimize damage, because I'm. There is going to be more transfers. Everyone yeah. should be prepared for that. But if you can minimize that to only a few, there's still a lot of talent on this team. And I think next year can be good because it's the 12-team playoff. The 12-team playoffs there, it's attainable. And one playoff run next year can change everything. So I'll leave it at that. We've already been so pessimistic with BSU this year. We might as well have a somewhat uplifting and positive segment right <laughs> try to stay positive I, I think at this point i've we both at least me i finally come full circle on like the stages of grieving and now i think i'm this transfer air council transferring 
was finally my acceptance transfer. Like, yes, we're going to restart, and it's going to be awesome. My acceptance was when I went to go to the bathroom after we scored with four seconds left in the first half, and I come back out, and I just (laughs) see flickering lights in the Fresno Stadium. (laughs) Andy Avalos sitting around bewildered at what just happened. I like that legitimately. I was like thinking in my head. I was like, did they like call the touchdown back and like a picks? Like, what the hell happened? Also, this this weekend did solidify that Fresno State fans do get on my nerves. Totally forgot about them. They yeah. are some of the worst. So Fresno State, not you. They're you are on the Park poo USC. list. You are you are on the the poo list right now, and we we will be coming. Like just like I said to Oklahoma, who we're going to talk about next, making Butch Jones cry. All that talking, you just wait. The Coach Prime, what's the Coach Prime quote? Get us now, because it's the worst we're ever going to be. You better get us right. now. We're going to come back hard, and I'm not holding back. And I will tweet the video of the fight that happened two years ago when we did. <laughs> hey, yeah, they're, they're Trailer Park USC. That's what Fresno State is. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's get into the games last weekend. We had some good ones. I want to start it off. Um, we reached out to Cody Voison for comment about this, but um, uh, he was too distraught. Uh, Zooch, do you want to quickly in about 30 seconds to describe the scene at the sports bar that Cody, as people who listen to the show, our resident spokesperson of Sooner Nation, uh, watched his team lose in the last uh, bedlam? Okay, so I know people on this show don't know Cody, but Cody is – almost like a dad in a lot of ways. And he'll repeat one point 15 times during like <laughs> yeah. a football game. He'll latch he on said, to something. <laughs> he'll latch on. Like he mentioned the cornerbacks being small at Oklahoma. So I have a funny thing. He, he's been mentioning that Cody. And for those of you who know, Cody was the one who gave uh, who I think rallied Oklahoma to beating Texas. Cause looking back, there's no reason they should have beat Texas. So Cody, you get the win there. He's been talking about Oklahoma's quarterbacks being small since I've met him. That was like in <laughs> 20, like since, since I've started watching college football with him. And that was like in 2016, 2017. He was going, freaking guy Norwood, he can't tackle Sonny Michelle. And like, geez, that was like six, five years ago. So weird restaurant. And we're like, all right, we're going to go watch this LSU Alabama game at Big Al's because they have a bunch of TVs. They'll, we can watch a bunch of games, so on and so forth. So we get, like, we're – the restaurant we were at in Big Al's are, like, two minutes apart. We're walking over there. We get there. He goes straight to, like, the bar part to watch the game. Uh, bartender's like, you look like you need a drink. Cody's like, not yet, not yet. I get a video of him watching, for some reason, Oklahoma. It was, like, the classic Oklahoma thing of, like, all right, we need six yards, so I'm going to not run this. I'm going to run this out four yards yeah. instead of six. Yeah. But by far, the best part was then we went to, like, the main area of Big Al's to watch the rest of the games, and Cody stood there for at least 10 minutes just looking at the TV going, and all these Oregon fans were trying to watch the Oregon Cal game. First of all, okay, also, Big Al's, great establishment if you can get the Pac-12 network. So they're doing something right, whoever's managing the TVs over there. But that's funny. Uh, I think the – big takeaway from this game is uh, Sooner Nation, their college football playoff hopes are toast. Um, Oklahoma State, while your college football playoff hopes are not high, Big 12 is right there for the taking for Oklahoma State. 
yep. the Big 12 is right there for the taking. And Mike Gundy, he is like what James Franklin should be. It's like, you know, you, you don't got to make a run every once in a while, but damn it, win a big game. And that's what Mike Gundy does. And Oklahoma I mean, State, every year, he's always good for winning a big game. He's always good for that. And looking back, they got killed by South Alabama. I know. And they're imagine if that goes. Yeah, play. like that. And this was a year where they had a ton of guys transfer out, and they're just mm-hmm. right. I mean, they'll have a pretty decent bowl game, probably. Props to Mike Gundy. Props they to Mike should Gundy. win it. I think they're favored in every game they have left. And he's, I mean, Oklahoma State is never going to get the shine that Oklahoma and Texas and all them have. But if he can keep doing what he's doing, he's going to have a really good chance to be like the premier Big 12 team. Big no, 12 yeah, there's, team now. There's, there's, there's a power vacuum, and we'll have to see next year because I think Utah is going to be a heavy hitter in that conference. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, and I think BYU, as much as I don't want to admit it because I don't like them, I do think BYU was the best out of the new teams that they added just in terms of infrastructure and history of football and winning. Okay. I would take BYU over Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston any day of the week. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is almost like a power vacuum in the Big 12 right now. So, going to be excited to see. Uh, we're going to move on to the next game. Uh, Washington stays alive. Washington stays alive. They, that was probably the most exciting half I've seen in a while. It was great. It was that fantastic. first half of the Washington-USC game. That was insane. Some of the throws Michael Penix was making, that tight end balled out out of nowhere. Some of the throws that Caleb Williams was making, and it was in the second half, the one on fourth down where he just like scrambles around and just launches it to Jerry Rice's kid who catches it. Like that, that's insane. I, the whole crying after the game thing, I don't care at all. Like people cry after the game. The whole like, oh, I'm going to go home and like watch, like watch TV and like hang out with my dogs. It's yeah. like, well, it's not the best, but but like Jameis Winston got uh, suspended for like uh, stealing like from a grocery store and he still <laughs> went number one overall. So I don't get the people that are getting like, oh, Caleb can't lead my team. Like whether the, the dude was right in his assessment, at least he's being honest. Like he was yeah, honest exactly. in his answer and I have no problem with it. He's still easily, in my opinion, the number one quarterback in the country. Oh, by far. And they people, they're, we're in that weird time of the year now where they're going to like hyperanalyze that like they already started with Caleb Williams with the he's never won yep he's never won a championship game or he's never won a national championship or a playoff like who cares like that really means Patrick Mahomes went seven and five yeah Patrick Mahomes (laughs) went seven and five like Jared Goff who's balling out right now who I don't think is as good as Caleb Williams went like seven and five on a Cal team also, I blame Sonny Dykes for that. Sonny Dykes, you you are the Sonny Dykes mister. Sonny Dykes is the most average coach. If yeah. you had an AI generation of, man, give me the most average coach, it would be Sonny Dykes, and then it would be Rocky Long as a D coordinator. <laughs> yeah, it's – I yeah, going back to it, I just don't – I don't get the – like hate on him. I get like that there's probably gonna be some scouts and owners and stuff who are like, oh I don't want him crying, but it was like a, I think it was more like a frustrate like frustration more than anything. It's not like yeah. he's played really bad. It's like, oh I throw he for cares. Wouldn't you rather have someone four hundred yards every week and we lose because yeah. 
Oh, Alex Grinch. The problem is he's gone. Now. The bad man's gone. The bad man is gone. I mean, Alex Grinch. What a sad. Although there's there's going to be a team that picks him up, and it's going to be oh, hilarious. Yeah. I think if anyone be needed, Alabama. oh, I was about to say if if anyone needs the Alabama analyst job more than Alex Grinch, they I don't know because I don't think they exist. The Alabama analyst job was built for someone like Alex Scritch. Yeah. Like, total ego death. You've been in over your head. You got promoted young. He's a young coach, younger coach in terms of coaching. Go to Alabama. You probably have the money saved up where you can live off an analyst salary for one or two years and prove that you really love coaching. Like, prove to yourself right. that this is for you. But it's so funny. I'm going to miss Alex Grinch and his terrible defenses and their linebackers who are like 5'10 and they don't practice tackling. I'm going to miss that. Um, okay. Question before we, we move on. Yes. <laughs> How awesome would an Iowa USC game be? It Brian be... Ferentz offense versus Brian Ferentz offense versus Alex Grinch defense. And then you have the complete opposite Lincoln Riley offense versus Kirk Ferentz defense. It would be amazing. It would be the funniest <laughs> thing. Like I we're gonna get it from... next year. I, I think we're gonna get it next year. Don't don't they play each other? But I Brian Ferentz so. and, and Alex Crinch are gonna be gone. Thanks. Sadly. Thanks. Jeez. The matchup we've all it. been waiting for. For real. We, I mean, that would have been the funniest thing ever. It it, it would have been. Although a part of me thinks that matchup would have just turned out like the 2015 Rose Bowl, which I found out. If you tweet Iowa fans about that, they act like it doesn't exist. Like <laughs> I, I, one time quote, like quote tweeted like an, an Iowa fan, and I was like, yeah, I was good, but like sometimes they blow it like this. And I just tweeted the uh, box score of Christian McCaffrey, and they're like, don't know about that. Like that's a fake game. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, kind of like also Cyclone Larry popped up again. I gotta, I gotta get that guy off my feed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's move on to the next one, Bama. I. Not much to say, but they solidified themselves as a contender. And, and we, I, I also don't think I don't think that hit was targeted. I don't either. I, I, that's one of those things that people like want to get when your team loses. You always have the people who go. It's like the whole like blaming the refs for mm-hmm. a loss because like you just you lost. It's fine. Yeah, you, yeah. A, a multi-score loss does not come down to a targeting head. call. Yeah, Jalen Milrow had 875 yards rushing. That's why you lost, not because of Jaden Daniels getting hit. And, like, that's – I mean, I said it a few weeks ago. I said it's starting to feel – Alabama's going to be – It's going to be nightmare scenario. I, I Have I told my, – my, my nightmare scenario, which will be awesome, but, like, make you so stressed out. Alabama wins out, beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. So there's two one-loss teams. Michigan, Ohio State play each other close, and the winner blows out the Big Ten West team. Washington loses, so there's no matter who wins, there's a one-loss Pac-12 championship team. Texas wins the Big 12. FSU stays undefeated. That is, there's like seven teams that have a legitimate oh, like yeah. shot to be like we should be in, but I don't want to even think about that. I'm gonna let the season ride. So have a good time. Speaking of that, have you realized, or is it just me, that like every white dude who has some type of what like talks about college football on Twitter has their own like formula for how they decide who's going to win games now? <laughs> yes. 
like the Josh. I remember like it, it started with like Josh Pate, and like he was like, "This is just it's just a computer. It's just I'm just listening to the computer." Everyone has a model now. I'm just like, and some of it's like the most. I don't even know what word to call it. Like, I saw someone's model, and it was like literally the exact same, except it was like a different twenty-five team of the nation, other than JMU. It was like my specialty model, like did everything. It's like this is literally the coach's bowl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some stuff. I'm sorry, you can't put it on the computer and be like, oh well, you know what? On in the second quarter between minutes, the twelfth minute and the first minute, or whatever. LSU got six yards to carry. That means Alabama's not as good as everyone's. Like, that's the kind of stuff now we're, like, getting, like, <laughs> into. Just like, it's, yeah. You're just like, you know, stop, like, stop hyperanalyzing it. We're in the point you know, of the, these people, it, it's coping. It's, it's coping. It's people who are, like, because if you're Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, those are not the hyperanalyzers because, and, and I would say Oregon, too, those are the control your own destiny. Yeah, that's the it's the Alabamas, it's the Texases, it's the LSU's that are like, oh, we have to we, we have we have to do this, like we got we, we got to do all this. So it's, I, I guess Bama can control their own destiny too. But yeah, I don't want to. I have weak. a hard time believing if Alabama wins out, and I know everyone wants to say it would. Georgia, like, I think that Georgia would be the team that's left out. There's yeah, and, like, and it would it would be shocking. Because I think they dropped from like one to five. Which, speaking of Georgia, and we'll talk a little bit about them later. I would love for BSU to go. Basically, their last loss have been in a, a Mountain West Championship game two years ago. But I cannot imagine the amount of stress you'd be living under trying the three peat. Like it would be amazing, and oh. I honestly feel like when you did lose, you'd kind of be like, "Well, I guess it's bound to happen." But now you're deep enough into the season where, yeah. Even at the beginning of the season, if you're like, oh, we're probably not going to 3 P, but I'm going to go until we lose. Now, I mean, you know Kirby, though. He's got the propaganda. Propaganda Kirby. He does. He just he loves seeing those rankings of them as three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I almost want to rank him at one. Just like, I, I honestly think he's going to find sound bites of us talking about him. And like I, I don't put it past Kirby Smart to like he has like a scour the Internet guy to like search just for Instagram <laughs> reels and clips and be like, look at this guy. He, he, he said Georgia was number four in the country. Are you kidding me? The moment that turned Kirby was the good guy and his own mistake turned him into the evil man he is now. And that was, do you remember in that? I don't think he's evil. I just, no, I don't actually like think the, he's evil. He's like the, he's like the stoic villain. He's like Thanos. Yes. He's, yeah, he's just, he, what turned him into Thanos was that play, and I want to say it was the 2018 SEC Championship where they were tied with Alabama with like three minutes left, and for some reason he ran a fake punt on like fourth and 11 that they just oh, snapped right. it to Justin Fields, and he got like yeah. obliterated. Yeah, It was the game Jalen Hurts came in and like let Alabama back. <laughs> that made him – Kirby's collecting the – whatever they call them, not the rings, but – Infinity uh, Stones. Infinity Stones. He's – Collecting people, them now. People do forget a Kirby Smart thought Jake Fromm was better than Justin Fields. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Fromm. Oh my gosh, what a legend. I wonder what happened to that guy. But let's move on. Any other games you guys talk about? I'm not thinking from last the not, game at Wrigley Field was pretty terrible. It was, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> horrible. I can't imagine sitting in the cold and like watching like that. It's so boring. Like it's unbelievably boring. Like 
North. I'm not saying games have to be like the USC uh, Washington game, but you know, you want a little bit of excitement in it. Like I Northwestern Iowa, I think it's so bad it's good. Like that's the way you have to go in there. It's so bad it's good. But yeah, no, we got some good games. That was a fun week, but. Zooch, I'm going to let you start off with this one. This is the star of the show. This is the make-or-break game for Ole Miss. Hashtag come to the sip. What do the Rebs need to do to beat Georgia this week? Okay, so, and this is, this part of it isn't biased. Like, obviously, I've talked myself into them winning the game, and I do think they have a chance to win the game. Georgia hasn't looked invincible this year, which... Now I say that, and Georgia, it'll be like 28 nothing in the first quarter. <laughs> but tell me if you disagree with this. I think Ole Miss has the best wide receiver on the field in Trey Harris. I think he's better than yeah. anyone. Unless Brock Bowers plays, which he's technically if Brock a tight Bowers, end. If Brock Bowers plays, you are going to be looking <laughs> – I, I, I don't want to bring this up. If, if you bring up – if Brock Bowers comes out, it's going to be like Sting in 1998 Nitro. Yeah. And you are an old Mrs. The NWO, and he's he's just gonna bat all you guys down, and there's nothing you're gonna be able to do about it. And then <laughs> Jackson Dart's gonna be like Hulk Hogan in the middle, going like, "Whoa, whoa!" And you you, you got to pray Bowers doesn't play. I I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I think he probably will a little bit. I think they know they probably need him to get back to help out. The I mean, that offense hasn't been bad. Carson Beck has actually been really good. Carson but, Beck, iffy, iffy calf tattoo. I, I, he's an it, iffy person. He does not meet. It, he does not meet the standard looks wise of the traditional SEC quarterback. The Snapchat scandal also did not help yeah. in the beginning. Of this year. I forgot about that. Yes. If you're an SEC quarterback, just do WhatsApp. Do not use my my advice to any Southern Division One quarterback. Just do not use Snapchat. Just only, exactly. yeah. not even SMS text. Just use WhatsApp, maybe Instagram DMs. That's it. Right. It's, and you also don't need to be sending that because, like, think about the position you're in. You're, the start, you're playing quarterback at Georgia. Not just any SEC school right now. Georgia, who's on a dominant two-year run, two-plus-year run. You don't got to say stuff like that. Just <laughs> you go to a, a frat party or whatever and say you play quarterback at Georgia, you're going to be the starter next year. You, you'll do okay for yourself, I would have to assume. Mm-hmm. But continuing on that, I think I think offensively Ole Miss is better than Georgia. I think they Fair. have a, the best receiver. Fair. I think they have the better running back, and I think right now they have the better quarterback. But – I also think that their defense has been a little bit iffy at time. And, like, I mean, what I mean with their offense is, like, Texas A&M actually has a pretty good defense. And for the majority of that game, Ole Miss was able to, like, go down the field. Now they let, Well, they got an arena football player playing quarterback at A&M. That is true, Max Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he – speaking of A&M, I honestly think Kirby should probably – or not Kirby, Jimbo Fisher should probably get another year because they have had a lot of injuries this year. And I know that's not the popular take another of him year. getting an, another year, but knock off a couple million off the bio. Like, what's the? <laughs> yeah, like I think they've had a a little bit of unluckiness happen to him this year. But I, the Ole Miss defense is going to have to play a little bit better than they have. Like, you can't allow. I think they have to. The defense has to play like they did against Alabama, mm-hmm. and 
keep it like keep Georgia in the twenties, maybe maybe at the most thirties. Like you're not they're not going to go in and win fifty two to forty nine. Georgia's defense will be. I agree. I think Georgia's defense good. is too good. They're a machine. They're going to be coming out. You know, like this is the game that Kirby Smart lives for. Like this is the game he's going. Oh, like pe- people are really talking that Ole Miss can beat us. You also got to like take into account. It's a night game in Athens. They only get one or two a year, I think, right? Yeah. They only get a few a year. Are they Are they wearing the blackout? Uniforms? I hope they do because when they wear those, they normally lose. Really? Wear those. Like, I remember the first time they wore so, those. So was... I just blinded by the no Sean Moreno doing the Soldier Boy in the blackout because well, that's I, all I think of. That year that they wore those, I believe it was the first year they wore those, they – it was a year after they had killed Hawaii in the Sugar Bowl. So they came in as like number one. They were returning Stafford and Marino, returning a decent amount of guys. But I think they lost a lot of people and they wore those against Alabama at home. And Alabama was up 30 to nothing at halftime or something. Was like that, that Mark Richt? It was Mark Richt. Yeah, it was not Kirby. Man, Mark Richt. How did he blow so many teams with that much talent? I guess that's what he got fired. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, I really do. Th- I do think Ole Miss has a chance. And I think part of that is Lane Kiffin, too, because I think a lot of teams go into playing Georgia and they know how good they are and that they haven't lost in two years. And they play a little bit of like they get into those like fourth and threes at the 50 in a mm-hmm. situation where like a lot of teams you would go for. But I think they get worried like, oh, we can't, you know. We can't turn the ball over right here and let Georgia get it and have it at the 50 yard line. Yeah. I think Lane Kiffin will go for those i think he learned in the alabama game like you have to be you have to be aggressive you can't you have to be aggressive them. you're not gonna you have to be aggressive and you have to pick your shots with them you can't you're not gonna line up and beat them in the trenches i agree basically. I, agree. I think georgia's avenue to winning is like a defensive coming out party and carson beck playing well enough to score like 28 30 points and they win. Um, I think it's going to be closer than people think. Like, I, I do think it's going to be a close game. I think Ole Miss is going to play well. I just it, – it's – like I said, Georgia and Alabama, they're almost like the Patriots with Brady. I've been saying it. It's, it's hard to bet against them until they prove you oh, otherwise. Oh, no, I agree. So, But the best part about this game is right before that game, they get, not leading into that because this game, the Ole Miss game is on ESPN. This game is on CBS. If Tennessee beats Missouri Saturday afternoon, they have to cheer for Lane Kiffin to beat Georgia <laughs> because they play each other the following week. And that Big would be a, daddy, all the humanity. Yeah. All the humanity. It would be a quasi-SEC oh, East eliminator. eliminator like the winner right. would go to the okay, now SEC I do championship. Wanna, now I do want to see Ole Miss win. Okay, I'm rocking with Ole Miss. Let's do it. There come we go. Come to the SIP. Hashtag come to the SIP. And it's just unbelievably funny to watch – because I was like, I couldn't sleep last Ole Miss night. Miss is going to be fired up because of the. I think they're going to be fired up because of the video that leaked. Oh yeah, those. I mean, those that video. Like I said, it, like or it wasn't a great look. Probably just an audio of him like yelling at somebody. But you can't not answer your coaches, specifically mm-hmm. okay. your head coach, for two, for two weeks, weeks, and then come back and say it was that and not expect ramifications like that's not how you know life works and part of me is like oh well you know he's 
Lane Kiffin said in the video, like, how do you, like, what world do you live in? And any other, if you and I didn't call our boss at work, didn't show up for two weeks after we and got then, demoted or whatever, like, cause he got, his position got moved. If we got like demoted or moved and we didn't like it and didn't show up for two weeks and said, without oh, any stuff. contact, like not, not just showing up, like not even like returning a call. Right. We would lose our job. And I think that's part of what he was trying to say. And like that, I'm sorry. That's how football coaches talk. I worked yeah. for a football program for five years. I've heard what they said. Like if specifically when they're position coaches and are going after someone, yeah, they don't talk to you. Like you, a professor is going to talk to you. I don't know what, like, I don't know if people think that's how. I think people talk. kind of sometimes, this is the last thing I'll say before we move on to in the next game. I think this is, it's when you see all these new NFL coaches and the NFL is a different ball game because they're grown ass men. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a more like a, it's more like a co-op of a company, right? Like everyone it's it's like a bunch of partners and they all kind of have a managing partner, but they're all, they all, they all have equal skin in the game. So it's more of like a people manager. Like if you're a successful college coach, like it's, you are running the show and you are the judge, jury and executioner. So I think, some people kind of like be like, oh, but in the NFL, people are like, wah, 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 It's like, well, this isn't the NFL. This is college yeah. football. And it's one of those things. I mean, like, it's not like Lane Kiffin hasn't been yelled at before. He was always getting chewed out by <laughs> Nick Saban when he was there. There's mm-hmm. the one, the famous video, they were up like 49 to three on Western Kentucky and Alabama fumbles. And Nick Saban mm-hmm. is like just going at him. Nick Saban goes at players all the time. And most of the time the players are like, oh, yeah, you know what? I deserve it. Like, I messed up. That's, you know, he was fired up about it. I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of recording someone in that situation. It's not like he was doing something, you know, absolutely horrible, like calling him the N-word and stuff like that. Like, I understand recording that, but you're going to record the coach going off on you because you didn't show up for two weeks because you, your position got moved. And mm-hmm. then come in and, like, sue the school. Like, it – He's and he's still on scholarship. Like they still are giving him a scholarship and all that. He's just not on the team. And I don't think other players probably would want him on the team because that would probably be not, a bad look. It's probably to, not best for him if he if the if football is what causing is what causing the mental health. Maybe a season break from football is what he needs. I mean, I don't know, but all we can hope is that I agree with Lane Kiffin and the decision he made. And I hope whenever the D tackle was gets better. You know, it's not going to get better. James Franklin's standing after this game. It's not. You like that? The Scandal Bowl? (laughs) (laughs) The Scandal Bowl? Uh, I think this is just going to be the most classic James Franklin game of all time. I think he's going to blow it. I think Michigan's going to dog walk him. I think Michigan is a pissed off team right now. And while I think J.J. McCarthy is a little bit like iffy and like, uh, is he overhyped or is he actually the real deal? I know Michigan is the real deal as a team. And I know Drew Aller doesn't throw the football more than six yards for a pass. Right. So <laughs> I agree. And I think we're getting into that like little phase with Michigan a little bit that you've seen with Alabama before and you're seeing you've seen with Georgia where most people know they're gonna be favored and probably win easily. So they try to create these narratives to get people to watch. So pe- so people are like, oh, maybe the game will be closer. Like Michigan isn't stealing signs. Like, I still don't think the sign stealing thing is all that big of a deal, to be completely honest with you. But 
Yeah, this strikes me as a game that the Penn State crowd's going to be all rowdy and go three and out, and Michigan's going to score immediately <laughs> on their first drive, and then Penn State will get a first down and then, like, go for it on fourth down and not get it. And Michigan yeah. will be up 14-0 on their first two drives, basically. That's what this also, game – Also, I'm tired of Penn State fans telling me that Drew Aller is, like, the best young quarterback in the league. Exactly. I've been holding on for this take for a while. Can you, like, prove it? Like, I'm sure he's – elite but they don't let like they they seriously don't let him throw the ball more than nine yards for passing no. I, I, I don't think i've seen him throw a football 20 yards in the air and he's no. supposed to be like the best qb prospect they'd ever have yeah i'm penn state's a weird like next year they gotta they're waiting for the 12 team they are waiting for the 12 team where they and i can't wait until some of these schools like penn state or who's in it? Like these Penn State type Big Ten schools, Penn State, Wisconsin, all those schools. I can't wait till that 12 team playoff where they get in as like a 10 seed or what, however the seeding's going to work and they get matched up against like the clear third or fourth best SEC yep. team and they just get dog walked. Like they're going to get like LSU like, who's it's like. Gonna be, or, or it's going to be like Penn State at 10. And they're going to draw – like, Penn State will draw, like, the Big 12 champ that gets, like, le- left out. And, like, Baylor will just, like, beat the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Utah-UW. I don't really have much to say about this game. I think UW wins close, but not, like, handily. Like, just another, like, kind of – Good game from them, but not great. But I think UW's kind of a machine now, and I think they're just kind of looking for. Because what are the games on their schedule? Let me look this up. They have what are this game Washington State? It's whoever they play in the middle of those two. Yeah, that's what I'm going to look up. Washington schedule. Huskies. I don't want the Washington football team. So they play Oregon State. So it goes okay. Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. That's a tough slate, actually. But I think they're – I think Washington's looking good. They're a team that controls their own destiny. I think they're looking good. This, the offense looks good. The defense looks good. Like this is this is like the most – this is the first, like, Pac-12 team I've seen be, like, well-rounded with size and athleticism. This is a Pac-12 team that doesn't look like a Pac-12 team, if that makes yeah. sense. The last team I think that looked like this was Mariota's Oregon teams, where it's like, this doesn't look like a Pac-12 team. They got big offensive line. They got big offensive weapons. They got a good quarterback. I think UW kind of handles them. Yeah, um, I've gone back and forth on this one because I do think that Utah probably didn't play as good as they could have in that Oregon game where they just got absolutely obliterated. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, UW's now entered that territory where, I mean, maybe if they lose one, there's, they would still go to the Pac-12 title game at this point. But if they lose, like, I think they're that t- Yeah. Like, if they lose, like, they're basically – every game for them now is a playoff game, in my opinion. Like, I don't – I seriously find it very hard to believe that if Michi- – let's say Michigan and FSU – or, sorry, let's say – Georgia, Michigan, and Georgia and Michigan or Ohio State are undefeated, and Florida State's undefeated, right? So those three are in no matter what. I find it 
or even if Georgia lost, I find it very hard basically that a one loss uh, Washington would get in over like a one loss Alabama or, or even a one loss Texas. Yeah. I just find it in the playoff. It's going to be, I honestly think this season is striking me as one that there's going to be a little bit of, Oh no, there definitely will be. And of course it comes the year before we have the solution to this. And next year it's going to be like a nine win Wisconsin team that gets the 12 seed. Yeah. Like that, that's how these things work. Which I did. I did create a scenario going back a little bit to where Ole Miss gets in the playoff. You stop, stop. I created the scenario. I wrote it down <laughs> with Cody present and had him go over it with me. I had him oh, reading me. Okay, okay. I I will give you this. If Ole Miss wins, if, if Ole Miss beats Georgia, then you may tell me this scenario next week. Yeah. <laughs> it, because I will not listen to this scenario because there's a pretty big step this week in that scenario. So if if, if they beat Georgia, I will let you say I will, I will let you say the scenario. Uh, how do you like this one? Loser to the Gator Bowl. Tennessee it's versus perfect, Missouri. It's the perfect <laughs> name. The, the loser of this game will be playing in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. And the winner of this game will be playing in the Capital One Bowl in Orlando against Iowa. So yep. <laughs> who who knows? Uh, maybe like the – what's another bowl that these two teams can play in? Tennessee and Missouri. I feel like Missouri's good for like a – What's like the bowl? The Music City Bowl. That's the one yeah. I'm thinking. Music City Bowl. Yeah, they're good for that. That or the Birmingham Bowl. Like, no, the Birmingham Bowl is it's too low. It's too low. That'll be like Auburn will be in the Birmingham yep. Bowl, something like that. Yep. But it's this game's funny. And like, I was watching because I was watching a couple of people talk about this game. And we call him Moonball Milton. And I completely forgot. Moonball Milton. He yeah. did this. He was – do you remember the first game Lane Kiffin had back at Tennessee where people were, like, throwing the golf balls and yes. mustard and stuff? Milton was starting for Tennessee that game, and it was the last play of the game. It was, like, oh my gosh, yeah. third and goal, but it was from, like, the 18. And for some reason, there's four seconds left, and he scrambled around and then just ran out of bounds. Yeah, that was that game. <laughs> I also – how did – I'm part of it. How do we let Tennessee fans convince us that Joe Milton was going to be the second coming of Hendon Hooker? He literally I, got benched for Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Like, if people were like, he's the best quarterback in college football that hasn't played. It's like, yeah, he's a fifth year that's already gotten benched. Yeah, he's not the best quarterback. In no, he's not. Football. He's not the best quarterback in the SEC. He's, he's just not. Now, the East is – the East is like probably – the SEC East, we talk about memes all the time. If you look at the SEC East, you have oh. Graham Mertz. <laughs> yep. Is a meme. Spencer Rattler. <laughs> All-time teammate on the QB1 show. All-time teammate <laughs> on the QB1. You have Moonball Milton. You have the cook guy Car- from Missouri. Carson Beck. Carson Beck. And then I don't even – I can't even think of Vanderbilt. Kentucky or Vanderbilt's starting oh, quarterback. Vanderbilt. Oh, Kentucky is that uh, – isn't it O'Leary, the guy? Who, he, so. he, doesn't he have like the worst completion percentage in the nation or something? Yeah, it's. And then it's it's just hilarious because you have the West who, and he's hurt. Like, or the West has Jackson Dart who looks good. Jaden Daniels looks would if LSU had was a one loss mm-hmm. team instead of a three loss team would be the clear Heisman 
mm-hmm. front runner. Jalen Milrow looks a lot better. The uh, not Nick Fitzgerald, the quarterback at Mississippi State, who was doing pretty good under Mike Leach, but they've been. I kind of feel oh, bad for them I, this I, year. Yeah, I cannot no, think of that kid's name off the top of my head, but he's usually I can't either. pretty no, good. You have KJ Jefferson, who's at Arkansas, who's good, and then you have Auburn, who just although their good. quarterbacks aren't Peyton terrible. Thorne. <laughs> yeah, like it's if Peyton Thorne's the worst QB in your side of the conference, that ain't bad. But yeah, I think Tennessee wins this game. I'm just tired of I'm tired of Eli Drinkowitz. I just want him away. So I can. Well, I, I want Missouri unranked, so I can stop talking. Did, did you see him flip out on the sideline of the Georgia game? Yeah. He flipped out, and it's dude, relax. And that guy's so wound up, and he wears his visor terribly. Like, he, that guy just can't. Ah, I'm not a fan of Drinkowitz. But yeah, any other games you got to touch on? Anything else? I don't think so. Uh, we put on pretty much the biggest ones coming into this weekend, so. Fair enough. Well, that brings us to the meme matchup of the week. And Zooch, I'm going to start this one off first this week. My meme matchup of the week is an FCS matchup. It is the Florida A&M. What are they? The Vipers? The Snakes? The Rattlers? The Rattlers. Yeah, the Rattlers. Florida A&M Rattlers versus the Lincoln College Oaklandiers. And I think we have a scenario on our hands where we are getting Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> the Lincoln. So I'm going to show you this. Lincoln is 0-11. It is their first year as a Division I college football program. They have not played a single home game all year. When you look them up on ESPN, this is what comes up. Can you see that? There, yeah. there are no players on this team. I look at their schedule. This is their schedule. So they're, they've played 11 games this year, right? The Lincoln, Lincoln Oaklandiers. I'm from the Bay Area. I have grew up watching college football teams in the Bay Area. I had never heard of this team. I looked them up to see where their campus is in Oakland because I know like schools around here. I know the area. Their school is like a single office building in downtown Oakland. <laughs> Look them up. They, they have less than 1,000 kids at the school. The Lincoln, Usually, Oakland. Lincoln, Oaklandiers. They, I think either had a big-time donor donate to make them a football team or they're trying to get into football. My question is, why don't you? Why didn't you go Division II or NAIA? Is it a scholarship thing? Is it a money thing? I don't know because they, they don't have a home stadium. They played all away games. And look at these scores, right? So I don't even know some of these teams, but they played Cal Poly on the 16th of September, lost 41 to 20. They, they lost to Southern University 45 to 18. They lost to Tennessee State 58 to nothing. They lost to Southern Utah 35 to 6. Lost to Kennesaw State 28-12. Lost to New Haven 38 nothing. They haven't scored more than 20 points in the game. And that was to Cal Poly, the worst FCS program in the country. What are we get, doing here? They literally began football in 2021. I know. It, it, they're, they're a brand new team. I, I don't think they're real. I think this football team is not real. Until they win a game, and then they are very real. But that's my meme matchup of the week because Florida A&M is one of the best FCS teams in the country at 8-1, and one, and they're playing probably the worst Division One football team in America. It would not be surprised if this is a 70 burger. Yeah, I, <laughs> that seems like a, not a real school, if I'm being 
I, no, I, I, I looked them up. I can't I even find their head coach. It, I just typed him in the Google. Someone, and like, no, yeah, you can It's tough to find information on them. And like, I looked it up. Apparently, like Gary Payton's coaching like their women's basketball team or their men's basketball team. I don't know if someone knows about Lincoln College in Oakland. Please let us know because I truly don't think they're real. I don't think the school's real. I mean, you 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 don't have athletes in ESPN, so by that metric, you are not real. You do not exist. Okay, well, I do enjoy that meme matchup. I am going to have to check the score of that. Which, speaking of meme matchups, we're at the beginning of college basketball season where the first week or two, if you look at, like, those opening oh, so days funny. of who so funny. teams are playing, I am almost positive that SME played a church the other day, like a church league <laughs> team. They played – I got to look it up because I can't even remember. It was – I was Trust- like, that cannot be a real school. Where I have it saved on my phone for this. It's got to be some NAIA school. I, yeah, I think they were NAIA because I have never, ever heard. Oh, where is that? It was truly one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life when I saw this. Also, everyone, we, we might little sneak peek. I, I, I'm teasing it every week. Might be some college basketball content in the offseason just to sprinkle in to fill some time. So, so SMU beat the Southwest Assembly of God 82-63. to That sounds like a church. That sounds like a cult. (laughs) (laughs) The Southwest Assembly of God? They played a spinoff of the Waco guys. (laughs) Jeez. In their first game and allowed them to get 63 points. But back to my meme matchup, it's going to be a visor off between Kirby Smart and Kiffin. And it's... The matchup itself is just funny because... It's just the visors. That's the new matchup. It's just visors. The, yeah, the visors are just how they both wear them and, like, just their overall personalities. Like, Kurt, I like her. I do like Kirby Smart. Like, I get, like, we make fun of him with the Kim Jong or Kirby and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I like Kirby Smart, but he is so goofy. Like, he literally oh, is... So goofy. So good. Like, he doesn't look like he would... He looks like a PE teacher. And then you have Lane Kiffin. He's got who, like the 2006, like 16 year old haircut. The guy can coach a defense, that's for sure. That's yeah, what everyone his whole life is. People go, oh, look at this guy. He looks so, he looks unassuming, kind of a little weird. But damn it, that guy can coach defense. Right. And you look at their Twitters, and like Lane Kiffin clearly controls his Twitter because he yeah. like retweets stuff that like are people like, saying that they're going to get killed and stuff. And, like, he does the rat poison thing when everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, Ole Miss has a chance <laughs> yeah. in this one. And then Kirby, <laughs> you know, he doesn't control his Twitter because it'll just be like, congrats to George Ole Miss basketball, first one of the season, go dogs. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're just so Kirby different. Smart is not watching Georgia women's basketball no. on Ole Miss week. <laughs> no, he's watching, like, a play link. Five around. hours of film, yeah. Yeah, at Fresno State ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's my me matchup of the week. And I think now we can move into our playoff rankings. All right. Yeah, let's see what changed. Uh, this is kind of our new segment. Like I, we mentioned last week, instead of doing high low buffaloes, we're just going to keep updating our CFB rankings. I'm going to pull mine up real quick. I'm not as prepared. I have it in my notes. Okay, here it is. All right, so let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll go one for one like we did last week. I think I'm on your side. I have now moved the Georgia Bulldogs 
up to the number one team in the country. I think yeah, they proved that with one. a ranked win over Missouri. Yeah. I mean, I can't overthink it, right? Like Georgia, That's how I've been that... with them since being in the States, and they're still number one, haven't lost. I, have, like... I apologize. You, you hear that, Kirby? I'm, I'm, I'm putting you at number one. <laughs> do not spin this video. Do, do not shame us in the city of Athens, please. We have you at number one. All right. Also, make sure everyone drives home safely, Kirby Smart. No yes, yes. That <laughs> please make sure everyone drives home safely. Uh, do not get yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Also, make sure those guys who paint their full bodies in paint. I just take take a chill pill. Like that video of the guy in the glass. He's like, no, no. The best, the best Georgia one this year is. I don't. I think they were playing like Kentucky or something. And this, like, it was like two friends who like clearly were like, "Oh, we'll go to the game. Like, we're probably not going to win. Like, but we went to Kentucky. Let's go." And they're just like walking in the concourse, and it's two like Georgia frat boys. And oh yeah, they're going. Guy, yeah, he's like holding him by the collar. Yeah, <laughs> they're in like the full pledge suit. I said, I told you guys a couple years ago, you we cannot let George. It's a Pandora's box if they get good. Their fans will become <laughs> yeah. un- It's like releasing the hounds of hell. Like, we have to get them back in the box. <laughs> I mean, you have stories of Georgia when they played BSU, and you just hear the in the concourse just a rough, rough. <laughs> just well, a- the best from that game was I sit down, and I'm in high school at the time, and I'm there with a friend from high school, and we're just surrounded by Georgia fans. The game was in Atlanta. And they're like, so you think you're gonna win? And I was like, I think I was like, I think we have a pretty good shot. We've been we're pretty good. And he's like, just look at these boys down here running in their <laughs> oh, workout and no. their pregame thing. Look at all that speed. And oh, no. anyway, long story short, on George's like second drive, they ran an end around to Brandon Boykin and he just took off like 80 yards down the field. And I, I look over to see what the guy's reaction is, and he's just looking at me like <laughs> <laughs> And then we came back and scored 35 unanswered points, I believe. 28 or 35. And did you see any won. sad barks? We did or some like rallying that, like some that, rallying like cry the, barks, like, come on. That was a weird time because that was like getting they were getting tired of Mark Rick during that phase of Georgia football because it was the same thing over and over again. And they would like they like lost to us and then they lost the next week to someone, I'm pretty sure, but then won the SEC East and then got killed by LSU and it was just a weird time for Georgia football. It was like a lot of promise every year. And Aaron Murray. <laughs> yep, Aaron Murray. All right. Well, my second team I have just moving down one is the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think they had a little bit of a close call, but I don't think you can move them down more than the spot. They were my number one team last week, so I got them at my number two team this week. Again, not overthinking it. Ryan Day, are you going to call me soft? I don't know. Maybe. Ryan Day. The world's angriest man for no reason but his own faults. Getting mad at 95-year-old Lou Holtz. My number two is Michigan. Okay. All but right, any... two and three, like really two and three, I could flip-flop. Three so that's where State, so. that's my big jump this week is I have Michigan at three. Okay. I, I, dis- I disrespected them last week at five, but they just beat the bricks off Purdue. So they're at three. They're at three. Is, is Michigan your or is Ohio State your third? Oh, kind I of the flip flop. Fair enough. So then the, my fourth, 
because I'm going to give them the edge because they had a ranked win, a win over a Heisman quarterback, is still the Washington Huskies. The Washington Huskies at four. I think that's a good spot for them in, but not like safe, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if you, if you look at their wins and who they've beaten, it's like, man, this team's good and they've beaten good teams. But if you watch some of the games, it's like, eh, sometimes they kind of like fart <clears> up <throat> and like we'll just like miss a play. But the end result's always the same of Washington offense humming and them winning football games. Yep, I agree. So you have Washington at four too? Yep, I have Washington at four, quickly followed by FSU at five. Same. I also have FSU at five. That's my big drop. I had FSU last week at three. I didn't want to drop FSU. I think FSU, this is a team that controls their own destiny. So whatever that fifth spot, whatever team's in that fifth spot should not freak out because there are literally six teams that control their own destiny, maybe even seven or eight. But yeah, FSU, like, I, I think the little mini scare against Pitt is like drop them a little bit. But like you said, I think Washington and FSU are interchangeable at this point. Yeah. Undefeated teams who win big games, who have big wins on their resume. But when you, when you watch them play, it's like, oh, man, like they make things harder than they should be sometimes. And not to say that they're a bad team, but that's what I have them. And then I have Alabama still sitting there at six. I know oh. Texas fans are going to be pissed to hear that because the head-to-head, and I, I know, I know they won the head-to-head, but ah, I'm, I'm so contradicting because when I watch this Alabama team play, I just think they have a better – it's going to be so weird, that Texas-Alabama dynamic because head-to-head head matchups have to count for something. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just like – I, it goes against everything I believe in in college football where it's like I hate the, well, they're the actual best team, but like you, they don't actually look at who's won. But, yeah, I, I think this Alabama team is easily the sixth best team in the country at the moment. I agree. I have Alabama at six. And then I have – I would – Alabama have, and Oregon are the closest for same. me. Same. I have Alabama, Oregon, although the Alabama, Oregon, Texas, those three are kind of floaters too in yeah. that like next tier of teams. In my opinion, is, is there any other team that you think even that can sniff the playoff? I guess you, you have the scenario for Ole Miss that you will be saying only if they win. Only and if, then, they, if they finish eleven and one. I, I guess I guess there's still a scenario. We've we've kind of written off Penn State, but I guess there's a no because they would need Ohio State to completely blow it for Penn State well, to get in. Yeah, they would need Ohio State, mm-hmm. and then I think. I'm trying to, so if Penn State won this weekend, then they would need Michigan to beat Ohio State. And I think if Michigan beats Ohio State, who will theoretically still be number one in the country, when the rankings come out, Michigan will be ahead of Penn State. I would yeah. assume. So mm-hmm. I don't I think Michigan would go to the Big Ten championship over Penn State because it would be highest ranked team, correct? I think so. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I don't pay attention to the Big 12 because I don't like 20 to 17 games all the time. I like them a little bit. I like them at 9 a.m. West Coast time. That's when I like my 20 to 17 game. I don't. I don't want to watch it in prime time. But yeah, fair enough. That's the rankings. Anything else you got, Zooch? Nothing else. Like I said, I'm excited for this week's Ole games. Miss. Gonna I'm there's for that there's game too. everything is staggered, which is really nice. Like you get Michigan, yes. Ohio State at t- or Michigan. Penn State, Penn State at 10. One thirty, you get the Georgia ten- or Tennessee Missouri game, and there's another one. Like I want to say that Utah game is then too. Yes, you, yes, the Utah game get, I think is like twelve thirty one. Yeah, you get that, and then the, you get the night game of Ole Miss and Georgia, which 
I mean, it could, who knows? It could be a very. Then Arizona's ranked. Arizona, Arizona's been looking good. They have been good. All right. Shout out Gronkowski. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next yep. week, everyone. See you, everybody.